0: Welcome to the Ava Talk, where brilliance meets youth. Ever wonder how a young prodigy conquers the realms of entrepreneurship, acting, writing, producing, modeling, and influencing? Meet Ava Justin, one of the youngest executive producers in the game. In each episode, join Ava as she spills the tea on her journey from navigating the entertainment world to dropping wisdom on self-help, diving into current events, and even breaking a sweat in the fitness arena. This is not just a podcast, it's an electric conversation with a multi-talented force to be reckoned with, The Ava Talk. First episode, I have wanted to start this podcast for so long and now I am finally getting to it. There are so many things I want to talk about. For this first episode, I want to talk about a question I have been getting my entire life all over my comments, my DMs. In person, etc. People are always asking me how I got started as an actress, as a model, and in the arts in general. And this story is so fun and it's one of my favorite stories to tell. So I started modeling very very young. Like I was pretty much an infant. As a little girl I was very outgoing. I loved beauty. I loved dress up. All of those types of things. And people would always tell my parents that I should get into modeling. But at the time, my parents didn't know too much about that yet and what that was all about, but they learned that there was a modeling competition in the city for babies. And so they looked into it and they decided to enter me. Even though I was only two years old, I actually do remember this day. Like I remember like taking the photos and like going to the photo shoot, which is really funny. And then a couple weeks later, we found out that I got first runner-up. And because of that, we were able to have a meeting with an agency in town. And I was only two, so I don't remember too much about this part of the story. But my parents told me that they had arrived to the agency's office and they were walking down a long hallway filled with, on like one side was like different catalogs and stuff like that. And the agent pointed at them and said this is going to be your daughter up here one day and then shortly after that i got with the agency and i started booking things left and right i was modeling for target best buy elmer's gold macy's a bunch of sports companies and a lot of school supply companies as well the brand i did the most shoots for growing up was definitely target i remember being in preschool and my mom picking me up early from school, and I already knew I was lying. I was going to the Target headquarters for a photo shoot. And I probably did around 50 Target shoots as a kid. There was also this other sports catalog I did a ton of photo shoots for. And it got to the point where the photographer actually got in trouble, because when you flipped all the pages on the catalog, every single page, it was me on there. And then eventually someone said like, okay, like we need to mix it up. We need to hire other people as well. So that was really funny. And yeah, my childhood has been, well, I guess I'm 18 now, so I'm an adult, but like my childhood and like everything I've booked so far, like everything has just been so much fun. And I'm so grateful. Since I had always loved being in front of the camera, my career had started to progress to commercials at that point. And with my love of performing and being in front of the camera, it started to progress to commercials, and that was when I was around like five or six. I've been on dozens of commercials all over the country, even for the Olympics. Having been on front of the camera all throughout my childhood, I started to get into, as you all know, my main thing, acting. Like I said earlier, I've always had a really good memory, and so I started auditioning for short films and working with an acting coach to improve my skills. And then eventually I was working on movies by late elementary school. I remember booking my first major film and being on set and absolutely falling in love with the process. When I booked my first major role, I was on set with Emmy-winning Loretta Devine, Brian White, Sharon Leal. I remember being on set and being able to learn so much from them. They were so encouraging and it made me want to keep acting more and more since then i've been able to travel all over for work it has been so much fun although this has been so much fun the entertainment industry is very challenging there are so many talented people out there which is why you have to just find what works for you and keep going i keep getting better by studying my craft taking acting classes reading books about acting and whether you are an actor a dancer singer modeling If you're an artist in general, you know what I'm talking about. You are always learning, always evolving, and you have to root for yourself. Also, being in the arts is definitely something that people won't always understand if they're not in it themselves. For example, if you are the audience, all you see is the glamour, all you see is everything all together. But when you're the artist, when you are on this side of everything, you see the hours you put in, you see all of the time, the commitment, the dedication, and you really have to be your own biggest fan and keep moving forward, keep persevering. And people continue to ask me about the process, which this is something that I'll continue to talk about on my podcast episodes and everything, but the acting process, it can definitely be very long. First, starting with Getting your pictures done. Headshots are expensive. You have to have your pictures done. You have to have your agent to submit you for the roles. And now, post COVID, self tapes are really popular. I think I saw a statistic somewhere that auditions are like 90% self tapes and 10% in person, which is a huge change just compared to like five years ago, even. I feel like self-tapes are a really good thing, especially for actors who may not live in a city with a lot of productions going on. This makes it so that no matter where you live, you know, you have access to have a setup in your own home and you can submit for these cast and directors to see you. I do, however, feel like there are pros and cons to doing self-tape auditions because obviously, like, the pro is that it's convenient. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. But on the other side, in-person auditions are so much more personal. You can see someone face-to-face. If they want it to be done in a slightly different way, they can request it on the spot. And I feel like there is nothing that beats a face-to-face interaction between people versus watching the video. I was just at an in-person audition last week. And when I got there, so for this audition, there were two options. You could either go in-person to the audition or you can submit a self-tape. And when I went to the in-person audition, I was the only one there. And the casting director told me that nowadays everyone just wants to self-tape, which obviously self-tape is really good. It's really convenient. But at the same time, like I like in-person auditions, you know? I'm always asked about this and how the process all works, which is why I wanted to touch on it a little bit this episode but I will continue to talk about it on more of my podcast episodes as well. On my website, www.theabotalk.com, I have an area where you guys can write questions and write responses and stuff. And I want to know, if you are an actor, what type of auditioning style do you prefer? Do you prefer the auditions to be in person or do you prefer the self-tape style? Another thing I want to talk about more in my Podcast episodes is what you do when you receive an audition. People always ask me, Ava, how do you memorize your lines? And I have different methods for that that I'll get into more. For example, I just received three auditions this week and all of them have very quick turnaround times. Like some of them are due the day after I just received it. Some of them are due two days after I received it. And you have to be prepared to be able to learn fast and you have to have your setup ready to go, and a reader, someone to read the lines opposite with you. And I'll talk about that more as I get into more episodes. The sides can be very long. I've had 10 to 15 page sides before, which is, of course, a lot to prepare, especially if you're given a short amount of time. As someone who has always had a good memory and always been good at memorizing lines, my best word of advice would be to put yourself in the character's shoes as you are having the conversation in the scene when you fully believe what you are saying when you are fully immersed into the character's position you will know what to say you will know what your next line is and of course everyone's brain works differently and everyone has different methods and how they retain information and i'll talk about more methods on how to memorize lines as i get into more episodes there is a lot I'm learning as well, and we'll get to learn more together. Thanks for joining the Avatalk. Get ready for more incredible insights and electric conversations. Stay tuned for the next episode. And remember, brilliance meets youth here.